Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman. And we have a great show here for you today. Uh, we are sitting here with Therese Jornlin, who is a, a local woman who does all kinds of coaching, facilitating, you call yourself a transformational coach, and really bringing people back to connecting with their bodies. And so today we are here sitting with, with Therese. So welcome, Therese. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, so when you talk, you talk a lot about on your website about what it means to be inside the female skin. Mm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. So you're referencing the Women Awake courses? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so the Women Awake programs came out of... Um, my own recovery as uh, as a woman having studied um, a lot of body-mind-centered therapies and having learned a lot of hands-on therapies for people and the like. Um, what, I, what I came through a, a series of events, if we want to talk about that, we can, but was really um, what is unique um, about being being female. And what is unique in particular to um, our biology that lends certain abilities and capacities uh, to our lives that we might be unaware of. And when, I feel like there's so much in that. Yeah. (laughs) 20, yeah, however many years this has been, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When did you first get started doing this work? Um, In, you know, maybe I can tell that that story a little bit, but, um, in 96, 95, 96, this is after I had a private practice, um, for a long time. I was, um, I had, by that point I'd lived in India. I was, I had came back to the West. I was, I studied yoga philosophy and, and, uh, yoga. This was before yoga was like whatever that yoga is here now. (laughs) Um, and it was actually precipitated by uh, a miscarriage. So mm. I had experienced a miscarriage and a dear friend of mine, um, you know, took me out to this talk and it was on feminine spirituality, which I had studied in grad school. Uh, plus I was feeling, you know, pretty, pretty heavy about the whole experience of the miscarriage. And I had also just come out of a year of intensive study in yoga philosophy and so forth. So so it was a really powerful, powerful experience that my body was having that um, I was already aware of so many powerful experiences that women's bodies have that aren't acknowledged, including miscarriage. Big, big time. <laughs> big time. <laughs> and um, so I went to this talk thinking that it would be something I just to get some TLC with some friends. And she opened the talk with this quote that I mention a lot because it continues to teach me that um, women in in the West actually um, 
by virtue of their biology, have the ability to bring the heart back into social systems. Mm. It's a quote by Rudolf Steiner that I think propelled her into her own recovery um, from from her biography, from, from what she had experienced as a woman and called all that energy back, which was a lot of uh, pain, um, into just, she was just a fountain of, of wisdom. So the whole rest of the talk was about blood, was about menstruation blood. You know, and I'm thinking you know, some, some great theologian, feminist theologians. And, you know, I was waiting to hear of that, which I had studied and I was speechless at the, at the end of the talk. And I think it was critical that my body was in the posture that it was in, which was, uh, um, super, uh, fragile, but super embodied. Mm. You know, I had just, I had just, uh, this child like a week prior wow. so it it just landed in me and um and it was terrifying because you know this was 25 years ago and so I left like oh my god you know I'm gonna uh, and then I resisted you know it was a whole journey after that I just resisted because it meant so many changes she was challenging what are you bleeding on what is do you even know this is life-giving blood it's the first ew you know for for a girl and then the other ewes that come afterwards, you know, my nose, my thighs, my whatever. Right. So it began, it, so I began with just my, my own, my own work around first acknowledging that I'm completely, I am cut off from this in spite of being on the front line of activism for, you know, my twenties, uh, for biological rights. I realized like, wow, I'm, I know nothing about my biology. Yeah. yeah I'm not connected. And then, and then, you know, it was a, a while before I went out to go study with her eventually and just began my own, my own work in that way. And now it's, it's like so central to our recovery of our connection with the earth. I see it completely connected mm. to, uh, to that, to relations with men and women, with sexuality, with death and dying. You know, I mean, I just, it's so central. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so bringing it back to that Rudolf Steiner quote that you mentioned a minute ago, what is it about the female body that harnesses that power to bring it back to like reconnect us? Mm -hmm. So it is, we are cycle people, men and women. We are cycle people. We are not linear people. And, um, and when you say cycle people, what does that mean? We, or how do you understand that? Yeah. So this is, this is so we, everything is a cycle. Um, our breath cycle, our blood cycle, the human life cycle, the, the earth's cycle, the, um, you know, the, the planetary cycles, the, you can ec- extract it and go the economic cycle, the cycle on the wall of the clock, the, you know, so when we, and power has a cycle, which we don't acknowledge. Of course, um, you yeah. know the emotional cycle. You could say the color wheel is a cycle. So, so I would say that the we're all men and women, but it's so dramatic in uh, a female body. I, I first learned the power. Well, it's bright red. Exactly, it's bright red, and and it's and it it's um, um, we have um, not empowered women to. Um, exercise different strengths that we're invited to practice when, particularly when we uh, menstruate. But it, it, it's the same on the other end. You know, what I say is each end of the cycle, um, 
ask something of us and, and will give something to us. Um, so if you look at social systems, the ability to tolerate difference, to tolerate discomfort, um, I'm just talking, okay, monthly cramps, you know, but to tolerate discomfort of a different opinion or a dialogue or when, when a, when a company, when a, when a, when a relationship, you know, needs to dissolve a certain pattern rather than divorcing the person, how do you, how do you know that we want to go through these cycles in relationships? Women's bodies, um, uh, or those who bleed do this in a dramatic way. And you, you can access it through the breath cycle. It's just much more subtle. I first, my first awakening to the cycle actually came through the breath because of my training in, uh, in uh, breathing practices through yoga. And the more dramatic cycle, you know, I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's this, is, this is a powerhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I like that you talk about humans humans all across the board are cyclical beings can we talk about how um what you how you mentioned this uh, this phrase before not like bleeding bleeding people who bleed versus uh we're gonna kind of use this yeah we'll just Mm -hmm. use this as a very loose term knowing that gender is complicated um but saying that like women who bleed versus um men or people who don't bleed um Mm -hmm. how would people uh the, the rest of the population be considered cyclical people as well. For example, people that don't bleed. Yes. Uh-huh. Just so, because that's such a like obvious thing for women to be right. like, oh, that's the monthly cycle. Right, right. It's obvious, but it's been so repressed. Mm. That's that's the thing about this. So in the class, it's a it's a it's a very impactful for women to gather around this and um and to recover, we start with their first menstruation story to recover that story. Oh man. Yeah, because most either it's a non-event uh or it was traumatic or it was just um oh yeah, that's just a thing when actually it's the beginning of a, a um probably the most powerful passage in the human life cycle is adolescence. And did any of us pass it? Pass through it? I mean, I think so. <laughs> or I don't know. You know, when I, what I realized at 35 when I got into this was like, oh, I didn't cross that bridge. Yeah. So much so much got, you know, lost or went underground, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I lost your question there, but... Um, well, I, well um, I was curious about um, what other, what additional type of cycles... Yeah. Um, but then you're talking about the first cycle, and I was like, "Oh, well, my first cycle like immediately brought back to, um, to yeah, I got my period, and then I was like, oh, this is.' And then I just stuck my underwear directly into the laundry machine. I didn't even tell my mom, right. and then she saw them because she's she's very careful, just person in general. She mm-hmm. sees everything, mm-hmm. and um, you know, she came up to my room and she was like, "Did you get?" period and I was mm-hmm. like I don't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it was embarrassing to me yes yes totally and so you know when we look at just if you imagine and th- this is this is one of the cent- center parts of whatever I offer is to help people reclaim the high intelligence of the body again for men and women that the the body really it really is as sacred as the earth and if we don't get the body sacred the human body sacred you sacred you know me we're never going to get to her we're never going to get to the earth you know Mm. they're really we're men women earth we're we're we're, our ecosystems are are related you know so when we look at that that 
your biography is 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 your also your your sacred text. You know, you're you say you're going to go study Reiki. That experience is going to come through, filter through your biology. So we just don't honor that as the as the most sacred library. You know, mm. so if we go to that one story of your first menstruation, and I I invite you know people to reflect on this is I have people write it out like a linear way. I was in seventh grade and then, you know, I went to the nurse, la la la. Yeah. Um, I prayed <laughs> no one would look at me. I felt like a duck walking with the, you know. Yeah. Um, but even just telling the story is, it, it, it's this common experience that's not ever talked about. Mm. And so then what I, I invite uh, women to do is to take that story and put it in an art form, knowing that, that first expression of blood is an expression of who you are emerging. Like that adolescence has also been maligned to be problematic and, you know, they're rebellious and they're this, that, and the other. When, when no, we need a social system strong enough to support who are you, why have you come, we need you. And that, that, that changing of, for boys, you know, the body changes are sort of that expression of, here they here they come, you yeah. know, and none of that is is there. So they they create these art um, pieces that are powerful, in light of that passage really not not happening. Now, do do men have these same kind of um, really strong, poignant moments of awakening a cycle? Yeah, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't women really have the frontline access or people who bleed really have the frontline access to, to that, that cycle wisdom because, because you can find it in the outbreath. Yes. So the outbreath, um, the bottom of the outbreath, the origin of the inbreath, you know, mm. so you can feel autumn and winter in the outbreath, spring and summer in the inbreath, you know, that action that, you know, um, but what, what women have to practice is, um, out breath usually feels pretty good. You know, it feels kind of like a release, like a surrender. Yeah. You know, um, menstruation, it, particularly when it's pro- experienced in isolation, it didn't used to be in isolation, which means there's many more problems for women's bodies now and the yeah. like. Um, but it, it is something that, you know, is, is, um, um, uh, a practice in meeting discomforts you know, and, and it's a strength that is not exercised or, um, brought in to, uh, any system, Mm. you know, we're deathophobic, we're, 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 you know, don't fall apart, look happy, 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 you know, so we only, we only honor one aspect of the emotional cycle, right? One, you know, that's, that's guarantee to calcify and it's like the walking dead, you know, right. Uh, you know, coming alive is, is what's falling apart in your life. I hope something is, you know, um, but there aren't the supports. We as a culture don't have the circles. We, we pay a person $150 to go to their 10 by 10 office to talk to the therapist where I don't have, which I've, you know, that's been my practice, but I've also often prayed for a person leaving my office. Can you hang out in the room there and talk to the next person that's going to be coming mm-hmm. and really talk sincerely and openly? Cause I have a feeling they won't 
need to come upstairs to talk to me. Mm, interesting. There's not a place for just what we what we all what we're all walking with, you yeah, know. Um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I I think that women monthly can be invited into that into that um, what I call it, it's like an inner gym. Mm. It's a different part of the power cycle. An inner gym. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a workout. Yeah. Yeah. And imagine if you had support for that, it would be less of a workout too. An inner trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit, and if you're just tuning in, um, you're listening to Energy Matter- Matters on Valley Free Radio, and we're sitting here with Therese Jornlin, and um, I, w- I would love to hear more about what is the, the Women Awake program that you developed around these concepts? Tell us a little bit about what that program's all about. Okay, great. So so right now, you know, since I've moved, um, you know, to the Valley fairly recently, you know, it's an opportunity. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the life passage, you know, in what they call the true coming of age in menopause. So that is a time for radical disintegration. And you have done it every month. I, you know, came in late in my thirties, but you know, um, I know enough of the signpost now that I don't want to miss this. Mm. And I think a lot of, of women also don't have that support. So if I'm honest, I'm, I'm in the midst of, of that dissolution myself. I'm kind of coming, coming around to the, to the end of that. It's been about a year and a half mm. of really reevaluating, um, life, the reckoning, looking at, um, separating the wheat from the chaff, you know, of Mm. of your life, finishing parenting, all that kind of stuff. So the Women Awake program classically has been um, an immersion immersion experience of um, a variety of formats. Um, The most long-running one was a 10-week format um, every other week. Um, So it's a big commitment. It's a... um, it was all in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then any any smaller workshops I did were were. I mean, I've done talks like this on it, um, and you know, someday I'll I'll write probably. Yeah, <laughs> Who probably knows? not. I'll talk it out. Now, there's an audio course you can go get. Maybe you, you can, can you talk can look, it into the phone the, and then just transcribe yeah, yeah. it. Well, the audio course is decent. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I, that's an easier easier flow for me, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. But um, so. What, what I'm transforming it into um, is a Women Awake Immersion experience, which will be retreat format so that people can, more people than who are locally based can participate because it's, it's, it's so important. Um, and then it's such I'm, a universal theme. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's become like almost a choiceless um, thing in my life. I, I, can't, I can't not do it. And it was very hard in the beginning because it was weird. You know, uh, and and I'm not. That's not an easy thing for me to. It's like, oh God, you know. Now I've got to talk about. Now I'm going to be the menstruation lady. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I was already doing like anyway. So, so you're like a, the permanent school nurse. Oh God. Um, <laughs> and and talk about the power of yeah. Anyway, so um, but now I see it in the mainstream. You know, I see I see much more in the mainstream. Absolutely. Yeah. I see so many skits on SNL with yeah. like the current cast about joking about feminine products. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it just so much more about the women's experience within yeah. the world of comedy. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's totally mainstream. And it's such a different way than how I was growing up. Yes, exactly. And it's a huge ex- exhale for me seeing this. It's like, okay, maybe we've like, I'm not the only one. We've turned a corner around. Yeah. And now now let's get to um, it's more than just getting 
um, menstruation products to impoverished women, which is a huge issue for illiteracy. It's about their power, you know, so that would be the next level of education. But so the course now has got this immersion option for a a retreat setting. And I'm wanting to, for those who really want to do the deep dive, I'm wanting to do two in the fall and um, then then in the winter connecting the cycle to the earth and then going into sensuality, sexuality, and sex, which, which is intimately linked to menstruation. So that would be the long-term immersion experience. And then um, the Women Awake Tapas is what I'm calling it. So I'm doing what one up in Maine uh, next week. Um, Tapas is in small plates? Yeah. Okay. So just a little taste of... of um, what the women awake immersion experience would be, but even if it's about getting women together to to talk about um, reclaiming, this is life giving blood. And mm-hmm. as I've said, we're we're much more comfortable talking about the blood of war mm-hmm. and that blood being spilled on the ground, right? Um, rather than you know the blood of why, why all of us are here. So it's really bringing bringing that back. So it's just like a a three to four hour. Uh, tapas and um and then if there's more more interest you know they can follow up with the retreats and then i have an audio course that's five five hours and a little bit and i'm attempting online which is very strange when this whole course is about recovering the power of embodiment (laughs) so we open with okay here we are online for five weeks and then they listen to the audio course one hour a week and and actually, it's been surprisingly at, at least a beginner opening. Yeah. So I'm playing with formats right now. In in you know the Women Awake program has gone through its own cycle too. You know what? How does it need to change? What needs to go? What needs to be refashioned? And yeah, yeah. when you start looking for natural cycles, they mm-hmm. become everywhere, even in electronics and in the exactly. growth of our businesses. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And if uh, I often say, it would just what I. Imagine a corporation or a small business that had a hospice department. <laughs> you know, the excitement of a new creative project and a new team. But if there isn't awareness of of whatever is being birthed here is, is going to have to change, which might mean sh- shutting down the project, you know, for the sake of what's new to come. But if you aren't living in the cycle paradigm, then what happens is separation um, holding on, keeping things the same. And then that suffocates and exactly. it, yeah, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And then something breaks off anyways. Right. And we, and we see it. It's usually our minds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we see it in relations. We see it in politics, ra- rapidly in politics, you know, it's just like not an awareness of our, our nature in that way. Yeah. And this is where I come back to, we aren't skilled in, we aren't practiced in, um, listening, which is something the cycle invites a woman to, whether she wants to listen or not, she's usually dragged in, dragged down, you know, uh, and, and it's, if we look at what's, um, celebrated in terms of, um, the gym and outer action, outer movement, push, drive, excel, um, you know, that would be more in the, um, I don't even like the words masculine and feminine anymore, but I don't know, like the yang, you know, more summer, spring, you know, what would it be like, um, to, to see 
letting go and rest and dissolution um, as a strength. Brene Brown's work has been really, I love her so much, really helpful in that. Really seeing vulnerability isn't isn't sweet. It's not therapy. Takes a tremendous amount of courage to um, to move those kinds of emotions and to and to know that they are moving into something else it frees another person to be human these are not you know these states of experience belong to all of us yeah yeah it's beautiful Mm -hmm. so when you do these um well what do you what do you think of the um uh sorry let me read sometimes when i have like six questions in my brain at once and need a moment to breath uh take my own breath yeah um when um Okay, let me come back to my little questions over here. Um, what do you, and the women who you know kind of go through these courses of the the women awake courses? Do you what kind of experiences do people share at the end of these? You know what or mm. what kinds of things do um, do you witness happening during these women awake courses? Yeah, you know I'll I'll start first with myself. You know um, because I think what can happen is just even the whole model of of teacher student. Uh, you know, I don't even, ha- I, I, um, I would say facilitator. I've just been, you know, in the work of recovery just a few days longer or something like that, you know. So, so you know, what, what I would say happened for myself and what I see echoed in the other women is um, just a real uh, trust in themselves and in their full expression of their, of their, story and of their life and it's quite something to have those things that have been either held in secret consciously or that have been repressed and you haven't even known about it to be brought into the light of day it yes it might pass through some some tears or discomfort but it then comes into the light of day so there's on the other end of the grief cycle is gratitude, is mm. joy. It's the yeah. stuff joy is made of. Yeah. So it's an authentic kind of arrival, is what I would say. Like I think, I think for me, I've been doing body, mind, center work my whole life. But this particular, you know, recovery of the the my biology, my womb as a, a primary gateway and anchor. Um, I feel like I landed or something. I got, I got here, right? You know, and because, because I also understood the vital force, uh, sexuality has, has, has been reduced to sex. Um, and it is never not operating. So that was another recovery that I see is women feeling empowered by their, um, beauty in a way that is informed by the dark. Hmm. They start to make the connection, um, and that's that's what that's what happened to me. So that vital force is often either, you know, um, outwardly focused to get this is my value or let me get attention of another in this way. When what happens is it starts to turn inside out. So if I'm anchored in in my cyclic nature and I have learning bit by bit, you know, to to see in the dark, so to speak, or to, because the mind often goes fuzzy during menstruation. So it, it opens up other abilities that I start to attune to. And then as I come around the cycle, I start to connect that with that vital, 
menstruation is feeding the vital force too, just like autumn does. Mm. So the connection to our, our, our power in that way and watering the sensual, the senses, but we think of the sensual as just sultry, you know, and, and kind of beautiful, but I've, I've been privileged to attend both a lot of births and a lot of deaths. And if you've ever attended a death, it's incredibly sensual. It's, it's just, especially if you've lost someone, you hang, you hold each other a little longer. Mm. You're sitting closer together. You're, you're, you know, you're moving, you're feeling, you're seeing, you're touching, you're tasting. It's menstruation, very sensual. So, so we are, we are sensorial cyclic beings. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, if we, if I don't even like to use the word spiritual anymore because it's more like bio spirituality, you know, it's, um, these, these, the body is, is the way to also experience that I'm so much more than a body, but it's through the body. It's not through the intellect or through philosophy or it's like we've, we've skipped that or something. Yeah. We have to work it through the emotions and through Uh, like uh, the discomfort. Right. And that's our, like our guiding. Right. The yogis weren't up in the caves with like textbooks. Right. You know, they were listening, you know, to their, the primary library, you know, their body. Yeah. So I love that. Your body is your primary library. It is. It really is. That's great. I might use that sometimes. Do, do, do. It's (laughs) it's been key to my yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, there are rooms in here I don't even know about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we live in a mansion. So that's yeah, that's kind of what happens, I think, in the class. And there's also something I don't have words for that happens when um women gather. So there is something critical about estrogen being with estrogen <laughs> and now there's so- studies there's all kinds of studies coming out of um, Chicago an earlier one in UCLA that looked at the brain and what happens to the brain when women just gather in friendship oh. you know the, ha- the happy hormones serotonin levels are, are increased so so it is biological now I don't need uh, I'm not supposed to cuss on air you but, still uh, yeah. shouldn't cuss on air don't do it <laughs> I, <won't> do. <laughs> I don't need a study to tell me that i feel better when i'm with like heart heart kin yeah and then they've done another uh recent study that my friend is actually somewhat involved in about women gathering around not just friendship but around like the raw stuff the mm. real stuff sharing sharing the fullness of being alive and the vagus nerve is activated which is you know is is the nerve to activate to get you into that calm alive abiding state well and it's so interesting because i um you know i i read mindful magazine and they say just having an interaction with somebody in an elevator when we normally are either on our phones or staring at the little light that tells us what floor we're on, yeah. just looking at the person next to us and saying hello or making you know a quick comment or something actually raises our serotonin levels. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it makes us feel more con- connected with other people. Right. Just those little interactions that we normally would look at our phone. And it's right. and it's like, yeah, it's like we don't need a study to know that. Exactly. And but this it, is true for men and women. It feels so strong. Yes. It's so obvious when you, when mm-hmm. you do it. Yeah. 
And for, for, for men and women, I mean, it's again, we've just forgotten that we are organisms. We're, we're, we are part of nature. We are, and, and that we excuse ourselves somehow from the laws of nature is, is, you know, to our, to our, to our danger, you know, but for women, it's particularly important. In fact, they went so far with this one study that basically it's a health risk, Mm. um, not to simply gather with women, but to gather around, you know, the real stuff of life. You know, if you want to talk about the red tent, you know, what happens in the red tent among, among women, that it, it actually is a health risk the isolation. Mm-hmm. So if we're, if we're talking about having authentic conversations with other people, other women, how do we start to engage in these conversations on just a day to day level? Yeah. I mean, do we just, when somebody's like, Hey, how are you? You're like, I'm terrible. My period came gushing out this morning, two minutes before I had to leave. Mm-hmm. And then I bled through my pants mm-hmm. and that, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's it, like when it, people ask, how are you? They don't expect to actually receive an answer Uh, yeah right and that's that's what i think you know takes so much courage is that wherever you like whoever's listening right now has already experienced the full cycle of emotion they've tasted um uh insecurity they've tasted name name all all of the harder ones guilt um Shame. shame yeah so everybody listening Hello, we see you. Hello. We see you. <laughs> You're like me. You know, so so the thing is is that as as we start to realize that this is what it this this is what it means to be conscious and to learn how to become conscious. You know, it's a it's a part of what it means to be human. So that wherever you are right now, look at that person in the other car. They 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 also know that place Mm. and it without the supports it it can be really really scary you know so so i so i i think having the courage if i look at my life um you know having the courage to just start to speak to some of these things in in some containers that feel relatively safe start there (laughs) right Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I'm I'm notorious for being the person in the room who just says exactly what's on their mind. But, or, you know, usually I'm the person who takes it a little too far in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I do also recognize that a lot of people don't say how they feel, don't feel like they maybe have the skills to say that, mm-hmm. don't feel safe, weren't brought up to feel like validated in their the things that they feel and hold to be true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is always um, it is always something that does take some courage and some bravery just to, even if it's an awkward beginning. Yes, exactly. And then if you can gather in intentional circles, I mean, what I what I always say, if you want to keep keep women down, the feminine down, whatever language you want to use, if you want to keep the feminine down, don't let them gather. That's pretty challenging. Keep them apart because as soon as they start to gather. Our bodies, this is what I've seen in, in 20, 25 years of teaching this. I'll be so surprised by someone that has signed up for this because I was living in a pretty parochial conservative town before. And I was I was stunned that that lawyer signed up or that that businesswoman signed up. It's like, 
oh God, what are you doing here? Yeah. This is going to be so. <laughs> and what I've what I've learned is like if I were just put a blindfold on, there is something in the DNA. There's something in the body, in the biology that recognizes these truths, and um, and that's. So even if you just gather around intention as sloppy and messy in our remembering, you know, the course, the subtitle of the course is remembering, reclaiming, and re-empowering what it means to, I would say, be human. Mm. But in this case, we'll focus on what it means to be female, what it means to be male. So remembering implies something's been severed. We've been severed from something. Mm. And what I have found over and over again, whether it's in the Women Awake or in ceremonial space, is there is a, a re, reconnection that happens just around the intention, if we can just hang, hang with that. So if we set our intention to connect with other women or other people who mm-hmm. share, when we want to share our experiences, we will do that. Yeah, we're going to talk about real stuff. We're going to learn how to listen, how to witness another person's life without interfering, without making it all, you know, with women, it's a different thing. Like they'll come over and immediately want to hug and this and that, which is beautiful, but that person needs that that life story as as tough as it might have been it needs breath it needs air because it happened it needs life again and and that's we're just focusing on menstruation in, in this class and sexuality and there's plenty of you know difficult stories around sex and sexuality that also get named but but i need that story because it happened it needs my my breath it needs my sight it needs my love and and then when it's witnessed unto itself i'll try to make it better make it different this that i don't know something something is is brought to life again something mm. is whole and here it's this hard story but something is made whole again mm. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Energy Matters on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM. And I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman. And we're here chatting with Therese Jornlin, who runs uh, one of her many aspects of her business is is the Women Awake program, which is really all about connecting women or or people who bleed with their their natural cycles Mm -hmm. and kind of bringing us back to connection. Now I, I know I saw that on your um, on your website, um, which is you have TeresaJornlin.org, mm-hmm. and then you also have WomenAwake.org. That's central to this program. They're linked. They're linked mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I saw that you do you bring this the Women Awake format into the context of business. Mm-hmm. How what did you notice that where where was the gap in the world of business uh, with these kind of natural cycles that women were were fitting into? Mm. Where is the gap? Uh, like, how did you know that like women awake needed to be applied to business? Yeah, the gap is like between their legs, you know? <laughs> right, that's <laughs> exactly gap. where the gap is. Let's like <laughs> fill that up, <laughs> bring that home. Um, one of the one of the um, exercises in the class that uh, I, I I call it now actually the whole one of these classes defined it as WQ. Uh, womb intelligence you know we have iq eq um and wq and uh, this would be another you know 
exercise to do in a circle, you know, for if, if women want to do this. So just take some time to just start by writing up all of the physical functions of this organ. Okay. And it is unbelievable how many things this organ does. When you just relax into your body and, um, and then get together with a group, um, it, it regenerates, it um, disintegrates, <laughs> um, it expels, it receives unconditionally. It stretches. It stretches. It so so there there are every class and I've done this for twenty years, every class I'm sure that it's gonna be a repeat, there are always a couple that haven't been named yet. Mm. So there's like, you know, two pages of this stuff. So then when we look at those biological functions that are happening in the body right now, and then you connect that up with these are capacities. These are capacities to um, to receive their capacities to discriminate to what happened with my miscarriage. It, it discriminated, it discerned, it expelled, it got rid of. It was like, you know, the kind of love that is um, like a sword. Yeah, <laughs> has an edge. Exactly. And that's there. That's there. So imagine that a woman anchored in the sovereignty of her body, not sovereignty as an idea, um, bringing those capacities into the boardroom and being elevated for it and being looked to for it. You know, not not feeling um, if I don't do the ninety hours. I'm and it's 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 a it's it's it, this is a mess. You know, because the the paradigm is one of um, is inhuman. You work you work your sixty hour ninety hour weeks. You do one up. You compete. Um, you actually don't listen, you know. Um, there isn't a time when, you know, we as a team aren't getting anywhere, you know. Well, the wisdom of the cycle would say, then we, we need to break. You know, we need to go outside. We need to do what the cycle would do. You go back inside. You go foggy, which women are critiqued for when they're, in their right, having a little foggy brain, exactly the no, hazy brain. It's not a hazy brain. You're turning in. You're connecting to the nonlinear brain, but mm. but they aren't taught how to listen to that terrain. You're entering into a terrain, but because the outside world says, you know, oh, you're spaced out. You're the, you know, it's like no. There's a whole other thing happening that we haven't accessed. So just even sitting in the biological function of of uh, the womb. Um, and then connecting it, and it's a natural connection once you write them down, you'll see, oh, these are certain capacities and abilities that aren't unique to women, but they're dominant. They're, they're happening all the time. So what would happen if I aligned with that? If I started to, especially if, if you're still bleeding, to start to use your cycle, and there's some, there's some actually great great people out there now um, doing this too. I like, I'd rather call it mapping rather than charting, mm. but starting to really pay attention um, because every cycle you get to cultivate these abilities. And then how do you plan things? And there are, are business programs, um, business mapping. I have one woman in particular I, I like to refer people to where you start reclaiming this and using this as your uh, clock 
as your guide, as your companion to how you move in your business. So, so let me try to see if I understand. So if we were to take our natural cycles and we'd look at what our natural body rhythms are doing at that time. So like if I'm feeling extra emotional and my mind is turning a little bit more inwards, then that is basically similar to how I would that would be the time to dream. Business. Great. Okay, that's what I do with my business, with my Reiki business, all the time because right. I, I often feel quite bad about it though because I'm like I just can't get anything done right now, mm-hmm. and I just I it's not that I stop work, but I just there's no time. I just don't have the emotional output to and, and do I, anything that would be like quote unquote productive, mm-hmm. and then I feel guilty about it. Exactly. So if I can, you know, ask you, you know, some of. Um, I feel bad about it because our social systems do not live as cyclic systems. They don't. It's it's all linear. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's like right. 20% growth every quarter mm-hmm. or, you know. Like, and it's not sustainable growth. I know. It's not sustainable. So that's, that's, that's the thing that's, so dreaming, you know, um, when when do any you know it's oh when I woke up oh when I was running I got an idea what is Einstein says the greatest loss is that of you know imagination everything came from dreaming and that so, eureka moment right? right when like he was in the bathtub yeah and he was like when he was settling into himself and right. in his body and mm-hmm. in water mm-hmm. he was yeah. like that's the solution right eureka right exactly <laughs> so we don't like honor. Um, uh, and and that's the that's the 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 task for those of us alive at this time is that I am not going to get. Um, uh, I certainly uh, there's more of it now, but earlier I was not going to get uh, the kind of container support circle of intergenerational women that my body is is longing for needs you know uh, crying for, and that's exactly what I signed up for, you know, because it's so repressed that each of us have to make these things conscious as you start to see, this is easier if we get together in a circle, then, you know, we have to cut, we have to commit to the circle because something happens. So this is something that comes up to the women awake thing because they would crawl into the, into the class, you know, every other week. And then they could feel the difference of when they gathered and then when they went back out. So these are the times that 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 we're in and and there's a huge invitation for women to re reclaim their whole body um and to get back to that womb womb intelligence because it also is connected to the to the forces of the of the heart the upper heart what i call the lower and the upper heart so i want to kind of keep exploring this idea of applying the cycles to business because you know i i as a somebody who is a solopreneur or self-employed uh, of just one person, I have a little bit more allowance. Mm-hmm. But I also do Reiki in the context of a hospital on an oncology floor. And I will tell you that those nurses work so hard. Yeah. And they have to come in. I mean, it's mandated, you know, and they how 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 do we apply it to how do we apply these natural cycles to um, a little bit more of a um, rigid structure? Yeah, tough, really, really tough. And the place to start is with that, let's just say a hospital, you know, in that rigid structure of the hospital, um, you know, there are a lot of women 
you know, and the first place to start, and this is what we do in the class is, do you even know that you bleed? Do you do just to re just to start with, with that? How have I cut myself off? Um, you know, what I say in the audio course is just for three months. And I had the experience of literally like unplug yourself. You can go back to the tampon if you want. You can have it as an option for you if you want. But un- I had never been without a tampon, you know, my whole, until I was 30-some, you know. So I had no no awareness. So that contact with the body also just helps that nurse, that the, the person in business, just to be in their house again. Hmm. You know, one of my one of my observations is, for myself, when I was in this in this in a in a very intense way, um, is I've been homeless. We're home. We're 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 homeless. We aren't living in the fullness of the body, both the emotion, but also just the the body. Um, really using um, the 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 fullness of it um, to be here. And there's something about reconnecting with the cycle, starting to to pay attention, start to map the cycle just themselves. But it could it could be facilitated if they can get just a small group of women to do this. So I've I've actually there's some businesses who do that. I know there are other big businesses. I know like Bloomberg, Google, you know, they'll have big women's forums cool. where the women get together. It 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 might not go into this, which is where I want these corporations to go. Yeah. Um but at least estrogen's getting together with estrogen in a way that um, you know, can support them, but not easy. Do you bring this program into businesses currently or do, is it typically people who are working in that world come to you? It's, it's mostly been that, you know, or, or I get it in through the, the back door of talking about the cycle paradigm, you know, um, and, and the, the, the cycle, paradigm you could see in everything and then bringing bringing a woman's cycle in i've been what i what i found um with the individual women signing up for my class i found the same thing happening is they might call like 20 times because they know something's there but it's just like oh god this is i mean that's what happened to me like i resisted it for years you know so they kind of i feel like they circle me sort of thing and uh and then i just i just i just i just know what it's like you know there's just a time and 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 uh, a it's place. Time, it's time. And so I've had that with a couple businesses that will c- call numerous times. Like there's a sense of something is is here, um, but the speed at which you know all of us are living, um, you know, I, I think uh, uh, like schools, um, you know, have expressed a, there's an easier entry point there. But even that's not easy, you know, because of of teacher schedules and the like. Um, so schools, health programs, um, often when a woman has um, a child who's uh, a girl or who's menstruating, that will begin a kind of like, oh God, I've got to, there's something, there's something off here. There's something else I need to know. So yeah. some, some mothers and daughters will, will that, that's the thing I'm doing up in Maine next week. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm just thinking like, I can't even imagine having gone through a workshop like that with my mother. <laughs> yeah. It would have been, I mean, it probably would have changed our relationship dramatically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's healing the whole mother line. It's yeah. healing our whole mother line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So um, I kind of switching things up a little bit. Um, I saw that you had seen that you had done a, a TED TEDx talk online. You had posted it on your website, which is um, TeresaJornlin.org or WomenAwake.org, either either or. Um, but you looked so comfortable on stage. How did how did you get into <laughs> doing public speaking? It was like that stage was yours. You were just you know I oh mean God, it was so it was really funny. fun to watch you do that talk. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, how did how did you get comfortable uh, doing public speaking? How did you fall into that? Okay, so 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 here's the truth. Okay, um, <laughs> I I actually uh, don't don't have trouble. Um, I mean, I've been a teacher all my life. Okay, and I so I so I don't actually have. I was thinking about your question about public speaking because if if I'm speaking, I don't feel like it's public speaking. I feel like I'm. I'm sharing something that's changed my life. Mm. Usually that's, if I have gotten asked to speak about anything, it's something that woke me up, you know? So so I, I it's sort of like when you find a good restaurant and you want to tell everybody about it yeah, or you watched like, a good place, movie, you know, yeah. you've got, I was like, oh my gosh, you won't believe this breathing thing. And, you know, so, um, so for me, that's more the experience of it. And I think if I thought that I was public speaking, I think I'd probably like, be terrified you know well technically you are right now the, so that's true but i'm talking with you you know it's sort of a, like but the person thing but yeah. the ted talk yeah. the ted talk was terrifying was it and i have talked all of my life from even in my 20s i was giving talks on different things so it was such a big deal for me because of i think it was just a continued recovering of am i really going to be talking about blood am I really going to do this? And, and in the whole cycle, it's the thing that's most repressed. The, the sexuality and sex is all over the place, but, but it's, um, it's got sort of a hip thing in the West of whether we're talking about Tantra or waking up your, this is just the under, this is the underworld, I feel like. So I chose to focus in my limited time just on the menstruation thing it was do you see that now i'm gonna hear okay i don't know how many people you have listening but you'll see in the ted talk a big um pause my first blackout experience whoa (laughs) i confessing (laughs) at the end because i was so because i was challenging the medicalization of birth i was challenging Mm. you know a billion dollar industry on controlling women's emotions which is the greatest gift to our social systems i was challenged and that's you know i'm sitting here with you in a room and i'm forgetting that people are listening to me so i can talk about it well it's easy on in this space because we're in a room we're just facing each other we have a wall of cds here and we have a microphone so it's a little bit like kind of forget you know so this was it was a big step for me some women or some people are more comfortable you know kind of going against that's that's not that's been a growing edge for my uh healing and my own sovereign awakening and stuff like that it's not easy though so the ted talk was 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 the the scariest thing ever and it was just they're gonna hang me when i go outside you know because i'm talking about you looked great and it was awesome yeah and if anyone wants to listen to that um ted talk it's a it's a tedx uh if you can go on to womenawake.org or you can go on to teresejornlin.org and find uh find the link to that because it it was really fun it was you know it was very yeah it was a great yeah great watch um so we're we're kind of coming to towards the end of 
the hour. Um, what do you what do you have coming up um, within mm. your your programs? Yeah. So since since I've um, been here in the valley, some, like I said, I'm I am you know I'm in this this passage of um, uh, you know towards the other end of life passage. So I kind of feel like I'm coming out of that now. So this the the valley's been almost a place of rest for me, mm. and. Um, and renewal and um, spaciousness in a, in a way that I hadn't had before. So, it's the Happy um, Valley. Yeah, I, I, it's really it's really been such a beautiful um, gift. So I've actually been doing more um, teaching um, traveling. So on my website, um, you know, are a lot of the courses that I'm doing. Um, and as I said, you know, what I what I call what I share now uh, are wayfinders, um, and. So I teach a breath class, which will give you access to direct access to your nervous system, to managing your life. I teach Qigong and the women awake. Uh, and then the other things are starting to, you know, probably go away. Those are the, the things I'm going to focus on. The women awake, we're looking to um, do a retreat format in um, October. Uh, I think it's the 18th um, uh, locally. And then there is... Um, a Qigong class on Wednesday nights, but pe- people can go and, and see. So it's, it's, it's re it's regenerating and, and offering the same thing of how do we, how do we come back to, um, the body or maybe even be in the body for the first time. I think in my own recovery, I've sort of wondered if any of us have really ever mm. really fully been here, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so what was the last thing I was going to ask you, uh, where, where can people find you? I know you said you were teaching Qigong on Wednesdays. Where's that class? Being yeah. Held? So, so right now it, it's going to be switching. It, it was in East Hampton, but it's, um, probably going to be in Montague. Okay. So I'm in the, I'm in the middle of, of And all that will be some, on your website. That's all on the website. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. TheresaJornland.org. Yeah. And if you want to go, I mean, I'm doing a Qigong workshop in Colorado. I'm doing, I mean, you'll, Let's you'll, do it. you'll Let's see, everybody yeah, go. you'll see different, different <laughs> things. And I'm also now having finished that high intensity parenting thing, um, uh, open to traveling. I'm able to do that Woo-hoo. now. Yeah. 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 So. Well, we're coming to our, our last minute or so. Do you have any little words of wisdom or any kind of thing that you'd like to throw out to the universe as our Oh, wow. Um, last moments? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, it's okay if you don't. Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were meant to be here and who you are and why you have come, I need. And... Um, that's that's so much of why I I have to take care of my birth, you know, and uh, and um, that we learn to 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 trust this high intelligence of this creation that we are, yeah, returning to the cycle. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, thank Therese. You. And um, if you're just tuning in and you want to hear the rest of the show, um, you can listen to this episode as well as all my past episodes on Reiki Northampton backslash radio. Um, so we've just been chatting with Therese Jornlin. And please do go check out her work um, because, or, you know, 
educate a little bit more because there's so much. And like you said, sometimes it's just that that first whiff of like, oh my gosh, like what what is inside yeah. can be a little daunting. And there's a lot a lot to dig into. Yeah, so. and we all need to get share it. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. yeah. So thank you so much thank for you. being on the show today, and I'm really glad that um, we were able to make the time and, and get you in studio. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, everyone. We'll have a great afternoon and be well.